EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Thank you for listening. Wonderful to have your company. It's just me this week. No flashback, ladies and gentlemen. Don't stress. Um, I did have a lot of fun last week. I, I enjoyed the uh, emails and, and tweets and things that came through. So I'm glad you enjoyed that. I'm happy to do it again. I'm not going to do it every week, although it'll make my life easier. <laughs> Imagine if I just suddenly went into a loop. And so from now on, it was just, you know, like a constant 15 years behind or something. Um, and just never do another show. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, but it would be funny. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a fun flashback. So I enjoyed that. Maybe what I should do is like over, uh, summer, I should play another one or something like that. But anyway, remind me. And if you hated it, you've got to say so. Otherwise all I got was positive feedback. So let's be real. That's how it rolls. A bunch of calls to get through today. Plus I'm going to talk about fruit and vegetables. Didn't see that coming, did you? Um, because I stumbled across a service that I'd never heard of. And the name is so good. It's called Good and Fugly. And any good Aussie knows what that means. So Good and Fugly. And I'm going to talk to one of the co-founders of that, um, Rich Torino, because it's a great idea. Um, it could save you money. Uh, it could also just result in you doing some good. Uh, so we'll talk to Rich about that. bunch of calls on the line. And there is a few emails I want to get to from the last couple of weeks because we didn't get through much last week, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's really quite simple. If you've got a question, you've got a tech uh, question, you're in the market for something, you want to buy something, you've got a problem with something, that's what I'm here for. Can't guarantee I can help every time, but I'll do my darndest. And uh, if I don't know the answer, I'll make it up. But those are my rules. <laughs> Get in touch. All you got to do is go to the website. There's a big button at the top that says Ask Trev, and you can click that and it'll send me an email. And then next time I'm recording on Tuesday, I'll get in touch. We'll have you on the show, hopefully. Um, and if you don't answer your phone from a private number calling you, I can't help you. Colin, if you're listening, um, you had a great question about electric cars. I really want to talk to you. Didn't answer your phone. And I called embarrassingly many times. Two, four, six times. Because <laughs> it was such a great question. I'm like, oh, I'm going to call him back and back and back. Didn't answer. Anyway, uh, it's a private number. Sorry about that. Get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. All right, it's all about you. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Click on Ask Trev. Tom did that. G'day, Tom. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Trevor. What's happening, mate? What can I help you with? Um, so I live in uh, Bedfordale, um, up in the hills of up from Armadale. Oh, and yeah. uh, beautiful place, but internet finds it difficult to get there. <laughs> and uh, we um, have a connection coming in from the from the road, like into the house. Yep. It's a two-story house, and um, it goes into the bottom bedroom. Yep. There's a modem down there. Yep. And um, likewise, so when we're downstairs or at the front of the house, we connect to that. Yep. And when we're in the back of the house, and suddenly realise our phones aren't working, we switch over to the little portable mode, um, Wi-Fi device we've got. And uh, neither of them are very, very. Uh, so you've reliable. got a little, you got a little mobile hotspot for the kind of upstairs or back of the house, and you've got uh, proper internet at the front of the house. Yeah. Well, mate, the good news is there's very great solutions for your problem these days. Um, uh, what you need is a mesh network. You need a mesh Wi-Fi network. So the modem you've got, 
That's great. Do you know what style of NBN you've got? Is it um, fiber to the node? Is it satellite? Is it uh, fixed wireless? What do you know? Do you know anything? Um, <laughs> I, I could. I don't know. No, but I could easily find out. What speeds are you getting, and, you, and you're able to get? Yeah, sure. I could find that out as well. Yeah, right. Don't know. So, bottom line, um, we've got NBN. Is it Telstra? Did you say? It's Telstra. Yeah, yeah. it's it's only Telstra. Actually, in fact, when we moved into the house in twenty. 16, we we had to queue up and wait for someone to drop off so that they could connect to us because it was full. Uh, Does that make sense? I wonder if it's um, – and I've heard this a bit in Perth. There's a couple of areas that have like a specific kind of Telstra. If you, is Telstra your only choice or can you switch Telco? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when we get tradesmen up and they've got Optus and they're asking us why yeah, their phones aren't working. I know the one. So it's, it's good internet and it's at the front of the house. So what you've got is a, is a modem that stays, you yeah. keep it, it's good. But what yeah. I, what I recommend is that you disable the Wi-Fi on that modem. And in the back of that modem, there's some, some plugs, right? Some ethernet ports where you'd plug computers into and all that. Right. So what you do right. is you go to JB Hi-Fi and you buy a yeah. mesh Wi-Fi network. Now um, you're talking the range. You'll see some there for 150 bucks. Okay. Um, and what they are, they're multiple devices. So you'll normally get two or three in a pack, but you'll also see some there that are $2,000. And right. in, in, in absolute reality, you get what you pay for. So it depends how big your house is. Um, and it depends how many devices you've got at home. You, how many people live in there? Um, we've got four people with, with devices. Yep. Living in the house. And and what about other things? Do you have like connected TVs, gaming consoles, smart lights or anything like that? Just a TV. That's it. Yeah. So you you definitely don't need the absolute top end. I can tell you that straight up. So we can rule out spending a couple of grand. That's good for you if you're on a budget. Um, the yep. the one I recommend, and they are an advertiser, and, and I've been using them for a decade or more, uh, is Netgear. And they have a thing called Orbi, O-R-B-I. Now, they have a three-pack and they're, I would call it their entry level, at $549. And I've got to tell you, yeah. I reckon I reckon that's actually all you need. I'm not going to say, I don't want to judge you, but if you were to get a more expensive one, there's there's features there, there's different speeds and different things that happen. But for you, with you know, basically you've probably got 10 devices, you've got four people, you might have a bit of streaming going on. I actually think this would be perfectly fine. So what happens is in this three-pack, one of them is very clearly labeled as a router. And that one, you plug into the Telstra modem. And then the right. other two simply plug into power. So they just plug into a PowerPoint. One of them I would put upstairs reasonably close to the other one. So kind of upstairs and back a room. And the other one I'd put downstairs and, you know, halfway through the house. And, and look, you, you, sometimes you've got to muck around to find the best spot for it. But the, the setup is all done through an app. And it tells you, I did it the other day with a new system and it told, gave me one of the satellites, because that's what the two other boxes are called, were in, a, in an orange zone. So they weren't perfectly connected. So I moved them and moved one of them and it went into a green zone. So that was good connection. And mate, what happens right. is whatever internet you're getting through that Telstra modem is then amplified out via the Orbi system as Wi-Fi for the whole home and you'll get great speeds in all parts of the house. It, like, it creates like a dome of Wi-Fi all over your home. And so my advice is to disable the Wi-Fi on the Telstra modem so that you don't have devices still connecting to that one and kind of tripping over themselves to, to still find Wi-Fi. 
to start from scratch with a brand new system, but that Telstra modem stays there because it's what connects you to the internet. And so if you've got an internet problem, you, you can you can check the Telstra modem and go, is it is it connected? You could even plug a computer into it and go, is the internet working? But if you've got a Wi-Fi problem, which is what you have, you've got a Wi-Fi problem, then it's the Orbi system that solves that problem and it's the Orbi system that you can then check to see whether it's getting on the internet and all those different things. It's all done through an app, mate. It's really, really good. Right, so an Orbi system. Netgear, Orbi, uh, my advice would get a three-pack and I think you should be paying around five fifty for that. Right. I, I'm confident you'll ring me back and go, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> All right. Is there anything in, uh, in the fact that um, oh, I've been told that about these things, yeah. but I've been told that it needs to be plugged into the same, um, you know how your power is. Circuits. Is, You're is, talking about circuits. circuits, yeah? So what that yeah. is, is that refers to when you use, um, some people use Wi-Fi extenders and they're uh-huh. horrible. Um, but there are power line extenders and what they do is they actually, they kind of send the internet through the power lines in your house from one power point to another, but, and they're not bad. Um, they're not really fit for purpose in the modern age because of the speeds that we want from our internet. Um, and also they are circuit based. So your upstairs would definitely be a different circuit to downstairs. So that's, that's not going to work for you. So the mesh does not use the power line. It just uses power to, to, to boot up. So the two satellites that you put throughout the home, mate, you could run them off a generator. It doesn't matter. As long as they've got power, <laughs> they they what yeah. they do is these three devices communicate with each other via their own kind of dedicated Wi-Fi network, and then they each communicate yeah. with all your devices, and they then send all the signal back and onto the internet, and Bob's your uncle. you happy days. Very good. Netgear oh, Orbi, Tom. Thanks for that. I'll do some investigating. My pleasure, mate. Hope it helps. Ah, Good on you, mate. No Appreciate worries it. at all. Thanks very much. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, I know there's people listening going, you've talked about this for years. But you've got to remember, uh, not everyone is paying attention every week. And also, not every every caller, and I should be very clear about this, not every caller is a podcast listener. I'm tipping Tom is a 6PR listener because he's calling from Perth. And when I get this bulk of contact or entries to the comp or whatever it is from Perth, it's it's because of the radio station and my my radio show over there. So I'm tipping that's where Tom found me and, and he then emailed me and off we go from there. Um, if you've got a question and it doesn't matter whether you think it's great or silly or what, doesn't matter. Hit me up, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. Uh, Michael's on the line. G'day, Michael. G'day, mate. How are you going? Really good. What can I do for you? Mate, um, we're just looking for a dash cam front and rear um, view for our daughter. Uh-huh. Um, she's 19, tech savvy, but we don't want to sort of break the bank. Any thoughts? How big's the bank that we're breaking? I mean, that's the big question because you can spend up to oh. a 1000 You can spend bugger all. So, you know, it really depends oh, well, where you're at. Okay. So middle of the road sort of? Oh, so middle of the road, I would say, is about 350 bucks. Um, yep. and your entry level is around 200. Um, and I think that what you get for the extra 150 odd is, um, cool. better quality. Um, you probably get, so you need to have one that's 4k. Um, it also yep. has a screen on it. So a lot of dash cams don't have screens these days, but this one does. And I tell you what I'd get you to do is I'd get you to go into the settings and get her to do it, but sit with her. 
so that she turns off yeah. like the camera. So you don't want to see the vision, but what it does do is it displays the speed. So it tells you when you're speeding and all um, school zones and all oh, those yeah. kind of things. I'm pretty sure. So like our car just did, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I reckon, I reckon that's that's an absolute cracker. It's a Uniden 4K smart dash cam. I think they call it the iGo Cam 90R, 90R. But here's a tip: Uniden make great great dash cams, and every Whenever there's an R in the model number, it's got a rear camera. So oh, beautiful. it's really easy to do. Now, remember, there's a bit of cabling involved, mate. You're going to be in there with a with your fingers getting stuck into the rubbers of the roof, trying to guide the cable along the roof and out to the back because you don't want it to be messy. But it's very doable. It's, a, it's an afternoon job with the music running. Get it done, all set up, and then you have that great peace of mind, a little bit of extra safety features there. And I reckon for $329, it's, it's a cracking price, mate. Ah, uh, that sounds good, mate. Any suggestions on where we should go to get it, or do oh, every, does everyone? I have can it? see it right now at JB Hi-Fi. Um, I think Uniden sell direct, but mate, I'd just go to JB Hi-Fi. Um, yes. And yeah, Uniden 4K. 4K is good because you're getting better better quality vision, and the rear is the R. So nine, I go Cam 90R. That'd be my go. I go Cam 90R. Fantastic, Trevor. Thank you very much for your help, mate. My pleasure, buddy. Stay safe on the road. Good. Thanks, mate. Take care. Good on you. No worries at all. Um, simple, really. Uh, I've just installed the new Dash Review 50R in the Mazda. Um, it was replacing the previous Dash Review, so I'm really just I didn't need to do any cabling. Thank God. Um, and yeah, it's it's great. The stuff you capture uh, is always interesting. And you know, there's Wi-Fi connectivity and all that stuff. But in the end, it's saved on a memory card. It's there to use. Nice and easy. And the ones with the screen I find distracting. So I highly advise that you turn the screen mode to just speed alerts. So it just shows you the speed. Very cool, simple feature. Um, the Uniden iGo Cam 90R. Really simple slide-on bracket. Um, I'm pretty sure it's got um, speed and red light camera warnings. And it also has a parking mode. So happy days. See what's happening around the car all times. Uh, find that at JB Hi-Fi where I did or uh, Uniden's website. Easy done. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Well, I've just raced back to the studio, having been at a little event this morning, and it's funny how sometimes you go to something thinking, oh, this will be whatever, and I don't, I don't think I'll learn anything from it. And then you walk in and you find something you've never heard about, and it's kind of eye-opening. So the event was actually for um, Vitamix, the people that make the, the kind of blenders, amazing food processors. I'm going to get one for my son who loves his protein shakes, and he's always doing smoothies and stuff, so it's a perfect little thing. But they were demonstrating with a, with a chef um, how you can use um, – fruit and veg to make things and, you know, really take advantage of food. And they were using only food from a, a service, a box called Good and Fugly. Now, I won't spoil too much of the of my next guest's rant here, but this is an unbelievable idea that turns what is essentially waste food into your meals, your smoothies, whatever you want it to be. Because here's a mind-blowing stat. 25% of all produce doesn't actually leave Aussie farms. It doesn't leave Aussie farms because it doesn't look good enough to be put on supermarket shelves. So solving that problem in some way, big or small, is Rich Torino, co-founder of Good and Fugly. G'day, Rich. How are you doing, mate? Oh, good, thanks, Trevor. How are you? Mate, really well. Um, the, the name says it all, really, doesn't it? What you're talking about here is fruit and veg that's bloody good, but it's just a little bit fugly. That's right. Um, 
like you said, up to 25% never leaves a farm because it's either got a mark on it from the way it was grown or weird shape, like a little curly cucumber, um, but it's perfectly good. And farmers at the moment end up having to put into landfill, plough it into their fields. So all that effort and, and money that just that took to grow it just goes to waste. And without you know digging into your business plan, I'm assuming therefore what you do is pay a, a smallish nominal fee essentially to take it off their hands so that they don't have to deal with the waste. Um, but then you're able to repurpose it as fruit and veg subscription boxes so people get it delivered to yeah. their door in Sydney and Melbourne. Look, we um we actually it's more, uh, more than a nominal um, amount. We we pay them what we consider a fair price, yep. um, which is more than they can get um, at the moment, like uh, you know with the big guys. Yep. Um, but it's it, helping farmers is a big part of, of what we do, and that's yeah. come from our customers. Um, so we pay them a fair price, which actually helps us because we you know it's different with each grower, but for some we can go right. We'll, we negotiate a price for the whole year, and they're really happy because they're, you know, not wasting 25% of their, their effort. Yeah. Um, and then with things like cost of living, they kind of can keep their prices steady for us because they know, um, you know, we're going to buy it all, all year, anything mm. fugly. Um, and that means we've been able to keep our prices steady while, you know, all the cost of living stuff's gone through the roof. And so 25% is a huge amount of produce. And, and let's be really yeah. si- clear and simple. Let's talk about a carrot. You know, when you go yep. to the big retailers, carrots are straight orange things. They do come in tall yep. and small, but essentially they're not, you know, they don't bend to the left or the right. They don't have a curve in them like a chicane on a Formula One track. Those are the things that farmers are, have, or still are, sorting, you know, the the the, the pretty from the fugly. Um, and right. the pretty's going to big retail and the fugly has been ending up just ploughed into fields and you're jumping in and going, well, no, no, we'll have that because it tastes great. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, and the other thing with the, the cost, so a lot of, um, so some of the big retailers go, look, we'll take some of your fugly stuff, yep. but the price they, they'll take it at, it's not even worth the grower packing it. So they're the ones so that are doing what I was suggesting, just going, ah, we'll take it off your hands. Uh, don't worry about yeah. it. But, but but essentially there's no benefit in the farmer doing that because they may as well just plough it into the Cost field. Cost them money. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Because it's um, got to be packed and sorted. So you're you're able to make farmers' whole crop sustainable, essentially, uh, from a financial yep. point of view, while then creating an aftermarket for it. Now, you, here, here's what I guess I, I struggle to understand, but – in the concept of this, you know, subscription box, I don't get mm-hmm. to shop online at Good and Fugly. I, I don't get to say I want 10 carrots, two avocados and, and two pineapples. You just, you're sending me a seasonal box. Is that correct? That's right. So each week uh, we, talk, we talk to all our growers to find out what, you know, what they've got available in, in Fuglies um, and we'll curate a box that's uh, useful for the family or we've got different sizes so it can be a single person or up to a big family um, and we'll curate the box yeah so you you know you get three or four meals or four to five meals a week um, and in that so sometimes we'll put in um, like for example a lettuce so in a lettuce if we you know haven't spoken to a grower who's got a lot of little lettuce lettuces we'll just put in a um, kind of a normal lettuce that you we will think it's fresh, fresher than what you can get in the supermarket because yeah. um, a lot of it's been picked the day before. Um, but we'll put it in so that we, you know, so that 
that's really convenient for a family. Because especially when we started, if all we did was fuglies, um, you'd end up with you know a box full of oversized oh, right. cauliflower. So, yeah, so essentially and, you are delivering a, a box of uh, a reasonable um, selection for a family or, yep. or whatever it might be. And it may be 90% fugly, it may be 50% fugly. You're, you're utilising your Oops. stock and your supply as best you can because in one week you might, hey, you know what, farmers of, of Australia might produce only beautiful-looking carrots and so there's no fugly carrots. Yep. Um, That's and you, right. You can mix and, your supply that way. Yep. And so the other thing, it's and fugly is not just how it looks, it's also surplus. So sometimes okay. like when there was lockdown happened, um, We've got calls from growers going, you know, we've got all these beetroots in that we're meant for the restaurant trade for the next season. Um, And so we bought them from them. And the other thing is, so things like strawberries. So sometimes a grower will ship a pallet of strawberries to to a supermarket and the supermarket might reject, see that some of the, like, you know, some of the punnets might have what they call green shoulders on the strawberries and they'll just reject the whole pallet. What? And it's perfectly good. It's perfectly good. Wow. Um, even the ones with green shoulders are still good. Does it blow your mind when you walk into the you know fugly part of the warehouse and go, how is this the the reject yeah. stuff? Uh, absolutely, definitely. Um, and a lot of the kind of like misshapen stuff, and especially as I said, the stuff we're getting is super fresh. So we so do that's with an a lot interesting of point because um, a lot of people growers. a lot of people wouldn't realise that to get something on the shelf of a grocery store, a big supermarket store there's many days or potentially weeks of transport involved whereas you're essentially coming from gate to plate in a much shorter space of time so it's fresher and more likely tastier food that's right that's right um yes there's some stuff in supermarkets you know can be storage for weeks um whereas ours like i'll have a grower um you know we'll talk to the growers and they'll they'll pick it today Give it, send it to us tomorrow morning, um, and it'll be in the customers, um, our customers' kind of fridge tomorrow afternoon. And so you're doing a delivery service. So you're you're delivering essentially once a week or, or fortnightly to to homes. That's right. Yep. Um, and we also people can buy one off. Some people don't want to be committed to a subscription. Yep. Um, so you can just get a one off to try it. And yeah, it's uh, weekly and fortnightly to homes, and also offices now um, oh, with, with fugly fruit boxes. Yeah, right. And so basically you've got different sizes. It can be either just fruit or just veggies or a bit of both. Um, yep. And you choose right. the size based on, you know, how big your family is. Because I, I was saying to, to your your partner in crime um, at the yep. event, I was talking about how my family, my wife is very big on fresh produce and we buy, and I don't care, happy to say, it, we buy Harris Farm and they deliver it to the door. Mm-hmm. And it's great because two big boxes arrive every week. But I, yep. I and so we're very specific. We're very picky eaters, and so it's the same stuff. So what I'm going to do is we're going to try good and fugly, and we'll find out like what are, what's kind of I guess guaranteed in in a, in a week, and what can we what can we use as supply? Maybe we get. Is there a day of the week that it comes, or is it regular? How does it work? Yeah, it depends on what area um, you yep. live in, and yep. well, we deliver to certain areas every each day. It says in. We'll deliver to the uh, around um, that, around that vicinity, in the yeah. west on a Friday, uh-huh. yeah, every Friday sort of thing. Yeah, right. um, we can be a bit flexible, and also with. In setting up the business, I've been surprised by people's different differing tastes. So <laughs> while we have a seasonal box, um, if you want, you know, two kilos of carrots, or you, you know, you don't want to see potatoes in there, we can we'll make sure to take your potatoes out and replace it with something else that's available. Really? Wow! I mean, that could blow. Yeah. That could change the game for me. 
um, because we yeah. pretty much buy carrots, potatoes, and cucumbers. And I mean, it's it's a simple list. But here's what I, I was saying this earlier, and I, I I think this resonated. But uh, hear me out. If the idea mm-hmm. here is to not only help farmers and keep them sustainable in their in their finances, but also reducing yep. the waste. When when yep. the long household receives, let's say, a large fruit and veg box, that's that's a large box that that has been prevented from going to waste. Now there is a chance that twenty five percent of it, heck. 50% of it is not what we want or like or, or use that week or any week. So let's say yep. it goes to waste because we can't find family or friends to use it. But yep. that that's still 50% of that box has still been prevented from going to waste. And I think that's the kind of, that, that's an attitude I have towards it is even though we may not use everything in the box, we'll try and repurpose it, use it, find friends, whatever. But we're still yep. preventing a large amount of waste by simply sourcing from you in the first place. Uh, I think that mentality yeah. works for people that are somewhat picky. And and look, we know when someone joins us, they're, they're kind of drawn to the business because they want to re- reduce waste. Yeah. So we're working really hard to make sure that our customers waste as little as possible. Um, we, we might compost. We might, be, we might use a worm farm. Yeah, we might do different things exactly. with, with what does end up yeah. as waste too. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, a, a great concept. Um the question is for me, from a tech perspective, you're a, you're a startup, you're working in the tech mm-hmm. space because you know you're doing online. There's there's and there's the delivery. I'm assuming it's complicated uh, to to determine who gets what and where. Um, yeah. How how long is it before you know that this business is sustainable, or are you already at that point where you know this is for the long haul? Because that's a that's a challenge in the early stages of of starting up. Yeah. Um, look, I so I worked at. Uh, it was a go get car share for 12 years yep. um, and saw it grow from two and a half thousand customers to 160,000. And so I've, basically I'm trying to put the lessons I learned there into this. And yeah, yeah. Um, to answer your question though, is I, this is for the long haul. Um, yep. We are yeah, two years old. Things, our systems are pretty unsophisticated at this stage, but the more sophisticated we get, the the better we'll get and our margins will increase. Yeah. Um, and especially as we get more and more scale, um, you know, we can reduce reduce our costs. One of the great business names in the history of Australia. Good and fugly. <laughs> Excellent. Mate, seriously, okay. who came up with I'll that? Was it you? <laughs> yeah, look, it was uh, me and my um, my partner, my kind of, not Jonathan, but my life partner, Vanessa. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah we, we came up with that. We wanted something kind of that was, quintessentially Aussie yeah um, that was also irreverent uh, and kind of really portrayed the business of do you, are, are you a business or are you are. a startup that's that's going to be doing all that funding stuff you know uh, venture capital and stuff because how does this play at a, at a boardroom overseas in Silicon Valley or somewhere <laughs> it's yeah. it's a tough sell isn't it well it's um we've got the PG version um, I've got a six-year-old who asked me what does fugly mean yeah. and I had to quickly come up with it and it's like fun and ugly Oh well, so, <laughs> well, when when um, the box that you've I've been given a small box to try when when that gets home tonight, that's what I'll be using when my kids ask me. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> my teenager will know excellent. the truth, but the others, well, maybe they yeah. can learn a little bit down the track. Uh, Rich, good on you, mate. It's a it's a it's not only a, a great thing you're doing; it's 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 noble. There's so many things about what you're doing that are that should make you sleep well at night, and hopefully, it has great success yeah. for you into Appreciate the future, that. and and it continues to grow across the country. Just in Sydney and Melbourne at the moment. That's right. That's right. But Fantastic. quickly trying to expand across the country. So. Well, good luck with that. Keep us informed, and uh, hopefully, Thanks, things sir. just keep going going busters for you, mate. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate your time. Thanks. Cheers. 
There you go. I mean, what a great idea. Uh, a subs- online subscription service for fruit and veg. That's the stuff that farmers know is great, but it just looks a bit fugly. Check it out. Uh, goodandfugly.com.au. Um, and if you do sign up, uh, let us know what you think. It'd be, it'd be great to hear from you. EFTM. Just go to the website, EFTM.com. Let's keep going with calls. David's on the line. G'day, David. How can I well, help you, Dave? Um, well, we've got a problem with Samsung service people. Oh, okay. We've got a, uh, a new 65-inch frame TV. Okay, yeah, the, the, the frame. Is it the 2022 model with the matte finish on the, on the is, screen? It is, Beautiful. yeah. Yeah, we bought this specially for our retirement. Nice. It has a one-connect one box. How good is uh, that? Our problem is... No cables running everywhere. Was, Love it. It's great. Problem is the second time we used it, the um, antenna connection on the box snapped off. Oh, on the one connect? And, um, yeah, on the one connect box. So when you That's say snapped only... off, um, what, what do you mean? Is it because I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine the one connect box on the TV that I've got here. Well... It's a little... It's kind of little... Um, the silver metal bit that pokes out of the box, isn't it? And then the antenna. That's it, correct. It's more of a male connection on the back that, that has the, I know it sounds ridiculous, but so it's, it's kind of pointing out, but it's got the female connection in it. That's kind of weirdly what it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's the only connection that sticks out from the box for some reason. I'm not yeah. sure why. And so when you but say came I, off, is it the bit in the middle or the whole silver bit came off? The whole silver bit came off. It seemed to be very lightly soldered or something on. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I did jiggle the antenna a bit, but I've been... Well, the antennas the antenna are tight. Cords. They're not They're not a loose thing because they actually need to be quite a snug fit for the signal That's to right. transmit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I jiggled a bit to try and get it out and it snapped on one side. Then I tried to stay and it snapped on the other side. Why were you um, taking it out, by the way? I mean, you were moving home, were uh, you? Well, no, we're, we'd set it up in one location and we decided it wasn't quite right. Yep. We wanted to move it to a different location. Yep. Um, so I just had to remove the antenna cord so I could move the box first and then relocate it all. Yeah, right. Okay. And so, all right, so it's, it's new, but it's broken. Yep. Um, what do you do? Do you go back to the retailer? Do you call Samsung? What happens? Well, I might have made the wrong decision, but we went to Samsung thinking it was warranted by Samsung. Mm-hmm. And uh, we called their Australian service number and went through to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That's not um, uncommon, yeah. No, and they um, said they'll refer it to the technical department in Australia, okay. who they can apparently only communicate with by email. Of course. Um, now, they didn't get back to us for a while, so we rang the Philippines again. And uh, in the end, we rang them about eight times and spoke to them for a total of um, over 220 minutes. Wow! Um, <laughs> speaking to six different individuals, yeah. um, we, we tried to get them to lift it up to their supervisor above them, yeah. <clears throat> but they claimed they don't even speak to their supervisors. They only can email people. They can email the technical people Have they Australia. actually sent someone out to look at it, or have you sent photos? How's that gone down? Okay. Well, we're getting to that. Yeah, they've... Finally, we got to speak to a supervisor in the Philippines after mm. 220 minutes of calling. Um, and he spoke to us twice before he finally agreed to send a technician out to have a look. Right. So a technician came from an Australian service centre mm-hmm. 
Um, they, they turned up with a, a new back for the box, but they wanted to charge us $402 to repair it. Right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we understood they were just coming to inspect it and report. Yep. So we declined to pay the $402 because mm. we don't really believe it's our fault. They wrote out a little report that said, um, uh, yeah, the connection had uh, come off. Um, and uh, off they went. They gave us a copy of the report. Yeah. Uh, the next day we got a ring from the um, Samsung head office here in Australia. Yep. From a lady who calls herself the voice of customer, and uh, she, <laughs> cool title. she was quite short, yeah, quite short and curt with my wife. She spoke to my wife and said um, that we'd willfully damaged the box. And she said that. Samsung. She said that several times. She mentioned that we'd willfully damage the box, and that they uh, Samsung would do nothing to repair it. Oh Jesus! Um, and. Uh, a little while later, she sent an email to us. Virtually, she didn't no longer said willfully damaged, but she said the repairers said the bot, the inspectors said the box had been damaged, hmm. but um, and therefore they wouldn't be um, doing any repairs because under the warranty it says things such as misuse, incorrect operation, or not following the instructions. Uh, would make the warranty invalid. In all my um, years of uh, problems, uh, breakages, complaints, issues, I've never heard the antenna thing break off a TV before in my life. It's kind of ridiculous. So I'm with you here. Um, I, I'm at first glance. And look, the thing here is, in in their defence, not broadly, but just let's talk out of, out of school here, in their defence, it is your word against theirs, right? And so that is a challenge. No one really knows what happened. Um, I could call you a big fat liar and and say that you, you know, did willfully damage it and, you know, you tried, whatever. But we, we, we'll never prove that. And they can never prove that. But likewise, it's very hard for you to prove that all you did was what you would normally do. So it's kind of this, you know, um, us, us against them. It's, it's your word against them. But in the end, the most important thing here is, David, the customer's always right. You know what I mean? Well, like that's, the thing is also that's what it comes down to, we, isn't it? We are both in our 70s and we're just buying these things to go into our retirement home. Yeah. And we've owned TVs for 53 years. Not your first time plugging never, in an antenna. We've never claimed any warranty on any TV or damaged any TV in 53 years. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I think our word could be taken. I hear you, and but again, in their defence, you know, it's not like you've been a customer there for fifty-three. I mean, it's it's annoying, but that's kind of the way life well, is. Well, this isn't is it? not Look, our first Samsung TV. I understand. We've that's good. S- um, here's what, here's the thing, David. Before. I think, David, I'm with you. I see your problem. I understand your frustration, and I agree that it should be fixed under warranty. You you've got two courses yep. of or three courses of action here. One is. Pay for it, move on, it's all fixed. Second one is you go to the Department of Fair Trading and you raise a case under Australian consumer law that it should be fixed. Yep. Um, and what happens is you go through this kind of decently long period of uh, mediation where, you know, people are on the phone, people are on emails and, you know, try, they try to resolve it. That's going to take, like, the the next season of the block will have been finished by then, right? So <laughs> let's be clear, that's sure. that's the, that's the that's not the path of least resistance. Um 
those are really your two personal options, but I'm very happy to represent on your behalf to Samsung because I do think that at their core, I think they're a great company. I think they, they do value customer care. I think we have to appreciate they have millions of customers and they would have a lot of people pulling the wool over their eyes. But David, I can hear just talking to you and I, I, I bet the technician would have seen talking to you that you're, you're a man of 70-something years. I mean, we're not here to, to scam a bloody antenna port here. So let's just see what happens when I raise it with Samsung and see whether we can get a little bit of resolution for you, buddy. Terrific. That's great. That'd be great. All right, David, you stay there um, and I'll get all your details shortly and uh, and we'll try and follow up for you, okay? Terrific. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, mate. Good on you. Um, look, it's never easy, but uh, those, are the sign- those are the kind of problems where a great customer gets slipped through the cracks of you know, a poor customer service system. And unfortunately, that's the way those call center systems work. It's a, it's a filtering out of problems. And sometimes the easiest problems to fix that create customer loyalty and customer brand are, are the ones that slip through. So hopefully um, I can get that sorted for David. If you've got a question, go to website, eftm.com. I actually think I, I really do think I read these last week, but may, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. Sorry. Um, just a follow up from Greg, who asked me a few weeks ago about the Kia Sportage. Um, he was tossing up between, I think, the petrol and the different variants. Um, hi, Trevor. And I apologize if I've already read this out. I really do. A uh, bit of a follow-up to our call a few weeks ago. I was in a bit of dilemma as to whether to buy the 1.6-litre Kia or the 2-litre Kia. We're travelling up to uh, North Queensland next year. We purchased the 2-litre petrol Sportage SX Plus this week after test driving. Basically fell in love with it. 46500 Thanks again for your assistance and good luck in your podcast and beyond. That's very nice of you, Greg. Um, and look, I, what I love about that is that it just proves that once you get a bit of information, you go out there and you try something different, you never know what it'll, what it'll incline you to. And the other thing it proves to me is, I actually now remember talking to Greg about this. He's spending 46500 on IKEA Sportage, which is a decent size SUV. Um, and we keep talking about all these bloody cars that are 60, 70, 80, 100. I mean, they're just so expensive. I don't see the average person buying them. And I don't know what amount of debt we're all getting into. But anyway, uh, maybe I'm just out of the loop. Uh, but that's great. Greg, thank you very much. And the other one, and again, I may have read this out, Jamie, to be honest, I got a lot of these emails and so thank you, but I'm just reinforcing it. Not a tech question. Just want to say thanks, mate, for the Optus updates and helping me drive around Western Queensland while listening to your podcast. Oh, good on you, Jamie. Western Queensland. What are you doing up there? Are we in the trucks? Let me know, mate. Um, and what else are you listening to? Because this is a drive you insane. Listen to this over and over again. Although, mate, I've got 15 years worth of stuff you can listen to if you want. <laughs> so if you ever need... Some MP3 files. I've got a few for you. Um, and if anyone wants the dubious task of listening through the, I don't know, 30 or 40 episodes that I have from 2007, uh, maybe into eight, I've put them in a Dropbox. I'm happy to share them with you if you want to listen to them and find the funny funny stuff or stupid stuff or idiotic stuff um, because it was live radio. I'm sure it happened. Um, but yeah. And for the people that are emailing me, so thank you, Jamie, for the people that are emailing me like Suzanne, um, who said that I had examined the 10,000 lines of data from Optus. They wanted to know if they're on it. I'm not going to check everyone's details. You should just know that they've got your details and you should be high alert for scams. And yeah, um, you know, without scouting around it, there's been the Medibank breach in the last week as well. 
Um, but as I've had many people email me, Josh, um, Craig through Rob and a few others, their communication has been amazing. They sent another email today going, we're just letting you know, we've confirmed there's been no user data compromised, but we're still disappointed. Da, da, da. Like good communications. Um, Woolworths, the other one. Woolworths um, own a, th- a website called My Deal. They had 2.2 million uh, records compromised. Shocking and bad, and they should be fined for it. Um, 1.1 million of them did not include um, anything other than names and emails. The others might have included uh, addresses. Um, The thing is, and I haven't been criticized for it yet, but I'm sure it's happening. The Optus thing is worse because of the ID documents, driver's licenses and passports, and the, the strain that puts on the system, let alone the people. Whereas... You know what? Your email address is probably already out there. Have I been pwned.com? Remember that. Have I been pwned? P W N E D. Check your email. Check your phone number. See what's out there. Um, fact is, there's a lot of information out there and it may already be gone. I'm not too stressed about names and email addresses being um, hacked. That's kind of life these days. Um, I'm most worried about the amount of data that Optus was storing and that was stolen and their handling of it and their communication since. Simple as that. I just don't think they've treated their customers with the respect that they deserve by pushing full-page ads in the paper instead of just sending every customer an SMS. It's not rocket science. Anyway, let me know what you think. EFTM.com. Just click Ask Trev. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website EFTM.com. Brenton did that. G'day, Brenton. G'day, mate. How you going? Real good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, mate, my 13-year-old daughter is currently using a Samsung. Yep. Um, and it's a, I think it's a 32 gig uh, model. Uh, right. It's only a couple hundred dollars. Yep. Um, and she's looking to upgrade to an iPhone. Oui, okay. Um, now, I, my wife and I use Samsung and we've had no problem. <laughs> um, Welcome. And- is this your, have you got other kids? Ah uh, yes, but they're a little younger, very little. Yeah, this is the yeah. the challenge uh, that I faced uh, when my son turned about twelve or thirteen, mate. And let's let me paint the picture here, right? This kid is the son of me. I get I've got a hundred phones in my office, right? He's <laughs> he's he's, play, he's his first phone was a little cheap Huawei, then it was a cheap Samsung, and then I gave him a better one, and then he goes, "I want an iPhone." I went, "Mate, you're set for life. Like you've got a new phone every year if you want." But if you go to Apple, I can't help because I don't get them for free. And he went to Apple. He, he saved up and, you know, crazy. Uh, I still think it was a bad decision. But you can't talk them around, mate, because of peer pressure, isn't it? Exactly. This is this is where we're at. So it's because her friends have got iPhones and stuff like that. Now, I've, I've never had a problem with, with the Samsung. I think they're an awesome phone. I went from an Apple to a Samsung, and I won't go back. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's, she's talking about, you know, she, she wants to buy, not the latest model, but she wants to spend about $1,100. And I'm going, mm, yeah, okay. But I'm, I'm trying to get her to say, look, you know, you don't need to spend that amount of money. You can, you can upgrade from where you are to a, a newer model. And, you know, you can get more gigs out of it. You can get to 128 gig or something like that and have more space. But Mate, it's now the whole thing of, wow. I want this, I want that. I would, firstly, 
I mean, I'd drag a kicker and scream if you had to, but I'd take her yeah. along to a Telstra store, right? Not because you need to buy anything from them, but just so you can hands-on, you can touch and feel some things, right? Show yeah. her the brand new, and I mean this week launched, Google Pixel 7. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous phone. I think it's a better-looking phone than an iPhone. Um, yeah. It's it's the easiest phone in the world to use because it doesn't have all of Samsung's extra stuff on it, and it's it's a gorgeous phone. And then at the same time, either at Telstra or maybe JB, show us some of the new Samsungs, like the Galaxy A73 or even the, I think there's an F-series, the, fan, the F22 or the F21. Um, they're like a 1000 bucks or less, and there's – Mate, there's purple. There's some beautiful looking ones, you know, because I think if you make it about that kind of fashion statement first, and you go right, yeah, fine. You want to stand out from the from the rest of the girls. Look at this. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous phone, and it does everything the iPhone does except iMessage. So yes, you know, if if her friends have got an iMessage group, get them onto WhatsApp. Like, there's just there's kind yep. of no reason, right? So. I, I I would hate for her to spend that money having not seen, touched, and felt a few other models like Oppo. Where it's we're giving away this week an Oppo Reno Eight Five Reno Eight Pro. This thing is thin. It's got this beautiful kind of rainbow metallic look to it. I mean, I just think when you open your eyes to what else is out there. I'm not even talking about Samsung. I'm just talking about what else is out there. She might actually go. Actually, that's really nice. Whatever, whatever. But yes. mate, if you can't talk her out of it, then yeah, obviously you know, iPhones are great. There's there's no doubt in my mind they're they're great phones. But to spend a thousand, she's going to have to get a, a one thousand and forty nine is an iPhone twelve. That's a two year yes. old phone, but still a great phone. Don't get me wrong. Um, the the thirteen mini is a thousand and forty nine. And the iPhone SE, which is only less than a year old, so it's got good power under the hood, but it's a very old design. Um, but it looks really yeah. nice in product red. That's only seven hundred and nineteen bucks. So if well, I was if I was buying a phone for a teenager, I'd get in the iPhone SE. That's what I thought. That's where I was going. Um, I like I said, I I I'm trying to teach her that you know you. I'm trying to teach her to save at the same time. Yeah. So I'm trying to say to her, look, How, you is don't she, is she earning money? Spend... She's got a job or something? No, she's just turned 13. Yeah. So um, I, um, I, I've tried to, to get into a saying, you know, at, at 14 you can you know grab yourself a part time job and you, know, you can save up and stuff like that. Like she's definitely yeah. got some money. She doesn't spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I said, look, I, I don't see the point in. You know, going to spend a thousand on the phone when in six months' time or eight months' time it's going to be worth, you know, eight hundred or seven hundred dollars. Yeah. So you know that the new model is going to come out and stuff like that. So, um, and yes, it does come down to a lot of peer pressure, and it's like you know, iPhone's the best. This is that, and I'm going yes, but there's many other models. So, I I've sort of you know tossing up, and I'm going like I haven't had a problem with the Samsung. You know, it's been fine, but again, you know, her friends have got iPhones. They've you know spent a lot of money on these things and all that. And I'm thinking it's not really worth it um, oh, yeah. in, in saying that. Well, I'll um, give you the example. So... My 15-year-old turning 16 in a couple of months has basically said to me, because he's now got, I said to him, mate, you buy, like what we did was essentially sell him one of my old phones, um, which I yep. bought years ago. And it was an iPhone, I think it's 10S. 
So it's now, you know, three or four mm-hmm. years old or whatever, maybe more. Um, and we, he bought that at a very affordable price, under 500 bucks or whatever it was. Or maybe, in fact, what he did was request that for his birthday and Christmas. So instead of us spending 500 on him, we gave it to him, right? Either way, it's his yep. phone. He owns it, right? I said to him, like, I'm. that's the last phone I'm giving you. Like, you're going to have to buy your own phone from now on. Now, he has, in the last six months, essentially expressed interest in other Android phones because he's realized that, there's so much more out there. So it, it's also a phase. The peer pressure thing seems to disappear after kind of year seven and eight. Like after that, they, they yeah. kind of find this independence to fight back and go, man, I don't give a crap what phone you've got. I'm going to get my own phone, which is why it'd be fascinating to see how she responds to what else is out there. Because most of the time, not just kids, but people think that there's just Apple and Samsung. But Oh, absolutely. When you put the Google Pixel in a hand, when you show the different variants of different phones like Oppo, go to JB's, go to Telstra, and just look at every phone, knowing full well that she may well buy the other iPhone. But then when she buys the iPhone, remember that the, the way I describe the iPhone SE is it's, it's, a, it's the body of an iPhone 8 with the guts, the brains, the power of an iPhone 13. So yep. it's actually a really good investment because it will last a long time if protected by a case and all those things, and it's only 720 bucks. So yeah. 720 bucks plus a case plus a screen protector, you're probably up for 850. Whereas if you buy the iPhone 12, 1,049 plus a case plus a uh, protector, you're up for, you know, 1,200. So she's got to see those additional costs as well. So, mate, all I yeah, can say he- is, you know, you're, not, you're never going to win by demanding, but open her eyes to as much as you can whenever you can. Yeah, I, I I am with you 100% on that. I think, um, you know, I remember when the iPhone came out, everybody wanted one and stuff like that, and it was a big phase, and I don't disagree. It was, you know, I had one too, and it was, yeah, we all go through that stage. But, you know, knowing what I know now and, and trying to, to teach her that is, it's almost like I'm trying to teach myself that back yeah. again, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, you know, she, she's going, oh, we, we bought her a... Um, a, a Bluetooth speaker and that sort of stuff. That was all fine. And then, you know, she, I think she wants the iPhone because she wants the uh, wireless headphones to go the with AirPods. it. Well, you know, that's the other thing. Go into JB Hi-Fi and look at the number of headphones. There's some amazing headphones that are just as good, if not better, than Apple AirPods. Way better for the that's price. JBL Live yeah. Pro 2s, beautiful. And they come in like a silver finish. Um, yeah. They're, they're, mate, there are so many headphones out there that seriously, they, I mean, I love the AirPods. They're good, but I wouldn't buy them. if You know, I've always got to ask myself, if I wasn't in this really super fortunate position to get all this cool stuff sent to me and play with, and, you know, when, when it goes back, there's something cooler that comes along anyway, what would I buy? And I've got to tell you, I'd struggle not to buy the iPhone SE for myself and a pair of JBL headphones for 200 bucks. Like I'm under a thousand. I've got headphone and phone. Like I really don't know what more I need. And that, that's why you're the legend, mate. That's exactly <laughs> why I, I contact you because I'm thinking, you know, I, I know a bit about technology, but I'm not, I'm not up with the, the whole latest on, on everything. And you know, I, I think I think you're right. Exactly the the way I was thinking. I just wanted a bit bit more clarification on it and go. You know what? This is maybe how we're going. I'd love to hear what she does, mate. But try and drag her along to some stores and touch and feel. Just like when you go to buy her a car in four years from now, go along yeah. and, and you don't buy the one she wants. You go and you go and look. You kick the tires. You sit in them. 
you know, you don't buy the first thing. You you go and look around and you experience the market, um, which is also a lesson, right? She may just end up buying what she wants, but at least the lesson is let's look at everything that's out there and let's do some price comparisons and all that kind of stuff so you feel like you've, at the very least, it helps her justify the, the cost and the price and the purchase. Yes, and I think it's, I think she's in that phase of going, well, you know what, I've I've got the money. I'm just going to spend it. And I'm trying to say to her, you know, you, you have this money, but you go and, you know, if you've got a thousand dollars and you go and spend that thousand dollars, you've got nothing. Yeah. You literally have nothing. You're back where you started. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, if you, if you try and make, make it go a little bit further then just go and spend it on one thing. Um, but you know, it, it, again, it's a, it's you know, teenagers, you know, it's, it just all happens. Yeah. Well, just be careful, mate. Um, yeah, you're you're the dad too, so you don't want to you don't want to make any enemies at this stage of that teenage life, my friend. Oh, I know. I, I know. I've got, I've got three three other daughters, mate. Thank you very much. I've only got one, and we've agreed she's her problem. Yeah. Yeah. I know, mate. My my wife disciplines them all, and uh, I'm 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 very grateful for that. I can tell you, but. Uh, Yes, they, they know, uh, you know they, they play the favourite card, you know. Oh, you know, mummy said no, but can I get it off you? you know? <laughs> oh, yes. They, they do that very well, mate. So, no, I, I'm pretty much uh, on, on the same pages where you are. Um, and like I said, I just wanted some clarification just to work out All what right. was going on and Good on everything you, like that, mate. All right, mate. Have so a great, thank you have very a great much, week. Mate. Let me know what she does, mate. I, I will, mate. Thank you so much for your time. No worries, mate. Good on you. Uh, Brenton there, who has a life ahead of him that I don't envy, <laughs> as well as just a weekend of phone purchasing, potentially. Uh, let me know what's going on with you and what you're buying, what you've seen and what you're interested in. Uh, EFTM.com. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. But I'm a nerd. I am a bit techie. And I do have something wrong with life. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, good to be back. Uh, movie this week is The Player. And uh, I can't wait to watch that. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. Probably tonight. Uh, <laughs> Got to record tomorrow, so better get on to that. Uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech back on Thursday in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed. If you've got thoughts, ratings, or reviews, please leave them in the uh, Apple Podcast Store. Um, I, to be honest, haven't checked Spotify for a while. I don't know how it works. I can't remember whether I worked it out. Your library, EFTM. There are 14 star ratings. Thank you so much. That's all it says. Five stars, 14 ratings. It's not a lot, but it's good. We'll take it. Um, so thank you. Um, and you know what? Feel free to share. Tell people. Send it to someone. Um, just let people know. Don't be afraid. And that'd be great always good to find new new listeners thank you for listening let's do it all again next week 